So hi and welcome to Lisa Unplugged. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the golden age of Hollywood. Not just behind the screens, we're going to be particularly uh, focusing on the actors and actresses. But I do have a little bit of information that I'd like to talk to you about regarding what made the golden age of Hollywood, what it is, and how we kind of dealt with it, I guess. So stick around. See what we get up to and enjoy. Bye for now. So the Golden Age began in the Great Depression in the late 1920s and it continued through to the early 60, 1960s. Now the Golden Age is when the cinema experience, um, experienced great achievements in pitch quality and sound. Now classic Hollywood cinema um, is a term used by film criticism to describe both a narrative and a visual style. Now, this is a style of filmmaking um, that, is, that was first developed in the 1910s to the late 1920s um, during the latter era of the silent films. Um, a lot of the original Disney work was silent films anyway. Um, so, um it became a characteristic of the American cinema during the golden age of Hollywood between 1927 and 1969. And it was eventually, it eventually became the most powerful style of filmmaking worldwide. Now the original golden age era had five originals, five, they called them the big five. And these contributed to the ownership of production studios, distribution, distribution um, theatre chains contracted with performers and filmmaking staff now these were MGM which if you've ever been to uh, Hollywood Studios it was originally known as MGM which is Metro Goldwyn Mayer uh, Paramount Pictures if you're a Harry Potter fan you've got to know who Warner Brothers are uh, 20th Century 20th Century Fox, which is now part of Disney, and the you're gonna have to forgive me. I'm hoping I'm gonna get this right. RKO Radio Pictures. Now I've seen these before. I wasn't entirely sure they were till I actually looked at the logo, which you're gonna see now. Now, along with the big five, we had two two or three smaller ones, um, and the smaller like didn't have the smaller companies didn't have the distribution that the big five did and they were columbia pictures universal pictures and united artists although they weren't a bigger production as the big five they were still part of the golden age of hollywood so now you understand about the big five and the little three uh, we're going to dig into some of the the greats the actors and actresses of this golden era and we are going to start off with we're, gonna, we're we're coming out of the gate running quite literally with none other than Judy Garland. Now Judy Garland was born Francis Ethel Gum in on the tenth of June nineteen twenty two and unfortunately passed away on the twenty second of June nineteen sixty nine. Now she was an American actress and singer. She a, a, attended a oh my god put your teeth in attained international stardom and critical acclaim as an actress in both musicals and dramatic roles 
as a recording artist and on stage. Renowned for her versatility, versatility, is that right? Yeah, versatility. She received an Academy Award, a Juvenile Award, a Golden Globe Award, and a Special Tony Award. Judy was the first woman to win the Gram Grammy Award for Album of the Year, which she won for a 1961 live recording titled Judy at the Carnage Hall. Now, if memory serves me right, and this is going off sheer memory right now, I'm pretty sure Somewhere Over the Rainbow was one of the songs on this album. Now, most people know her for her one of her most famous roles, and that was Dorothy in Wizard of Oz. But she appeared in more than two dozen films for MGM, including The Wizard of Oz, Meet Me in St. Louis in 1944, The Harvey Girls in 1946, Easter Paradise in 1948, and The Summer Stock in 1950. She released eight studio album, albums and had her own TV show called The Judy Garland Show. At the age of 39, Judy became the youngest and first female recip recipient of the Cecil B. DeMille Award for a lifetime achievement in the film industry. Now, unfortunately, this is where it goes downhill. I've had to make notes, hence why I was looking over here earlier. I'm now looking here. I've got the notes on both screens. Um, now, during the filming of Pirates, Judy suffered a nervous breakdown and was placed in a private sanctorium. She was able to complete filming, but in July 1947, she made her first suicide attempt, making minor cuts to her wrists with broken glass. During this period, she spent two weeks in treatment at the Austin Riggs Centre, a hospital in Stocksbridge, Massachusetts. Judy Garland channeled her own heartache into the strength for other people. She used her celebrity status to address inequalities and her performance to uplift audiences. The raw power and emotion and reliability of her voice on and off screen touched people around the world. She was married five times, ultimately left, leaving her last husband behind. She had three children, one being the infamous Liza Minnelli. Now, her cause of death was said to have been overdose, but overdose over a long period of time of being on drugs. There's a lot of conspiracy theory around her death in the sense of was she poisoned and made it look like it was over a long period of time? Was it the medication that she was on uh, that had just poisoned her over a long period of time? It, it, Again, it's it's just one of them ultimate things, isn't it? I guess. Now, originally, she was, um, do they call it interred? Um, in Farncliffe Cemetery. But in January 2017, uh, with, obviously, request of her children, she was deinterred. Do they call it that? Or disinterred. I'm trying to read the notes as well. Disinterred and reinterred 2,800 miles away across the country at Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles, where she can be found today. Now, where she's interred is like a little block of its own, and there's empty pits on either... I'm going to call them pits, and that sounds really awful, but it's true. Empty pits on either side of her, 
where family can go. So I'm guessing it's a possibility that our children may end up on there. So Liza Minnelli and a son and her other daughter, her other daughter. And for the life of me, I can't remember their names. And I had them in my head a few minutes ago. Anyway, Judy was genuinely one that people still turn to today. She was formidable in everything she did in life and still in death today. And as I've spoke, hopefully I've been able to put some pictures of her throughout her life into this podcast. So if you're not watching this as a video, um, you can go on YouTube and see this as a video on the Lisa Unplugged channel. Um, if not, uh, we I've tried to, to collab some beautiful pictures of Judy throughout her life uh, and put them into like a... A PowerPoint, I guess. So you're going to see me in the corner and the pictures all being well. I'll be able to do that. So that is one of the greats, Judy Garland. So next on the list is one of my all-time favourites, and that is Doris Day. Now, she was born Doris Mary Ann Koppelhoff on the 3rd of April 1922, and she passed away on the 13th of May 2019. Now, she was an American actress and singer, and she began her career as a big band singer in 1939, achieving commercial success in 1945 with two number one recordings, Sentimental Journey and My Dreams Get My Dreams Are Getting Better All the Time, with Les Brown and his big and his band of renowned. She left Brown to embark on her own solo career, recording more than 650 songs between 1947 and 1967. Now, she starred in films of many genres, including musicals, comedies, dramas, thrillers. And she played roles in... She played the head role, particularly in one film that stands out to me, in 1953 of Calamity Jane. Now, I was shown Calamity Jane many, many years ago. It was my dad's favourite film, or one of his favourite films. It's one of the originals. And... Even now, um, the second the song Black Hills come on, I'm singing at the top of my voice. I know that song off by heart. So, she played in Calamity Jane. Uh, she starred in Alfred Hi Alfred Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much in 1956, alongside James Stewart. Some of her best-known films are those in which she co-starred with Rock Hudson. Now, you'll we're going to come back to Rock in a bit including Pillow Talk in 1959, for which she was nominated for Academy Award for Best Actress. Now, in 1989, Doris Day was awarded the Golden Globe and the Cecily B. DeMille Award for Lifetime Achievement in Motion Pictures. In 2004, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. In 2008, she re received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, as well as a Legend Award for the Society of Singers. In 2011, she was awarded the Los Angeles Film Critic Association Career Achievement Award. God, that's a mouthful. In 2011, Doris Day released her 29th studio album, My Heart, which contains new material, and it became a UK top 10 album. As of 2020, she was one of eight recording artists to have been it, been the top box office earners in the United States four times. Now, in a rare interview with Hollywood Reporters on the 4th of April 2019, the day after her 97th birthday, 
Doris Day talks about her work on the Doris Day Animal Foundation. Now, just so you know, she was absolutely avid about animals. She took in strays. She looked after animals. She had hundreds and hundreds of animals. And she reminds me of her... The way she is, the way she was with animals reminded me of um, a British comedian we had, uh, Paul O'Grady, that recently passed away. He was very much the same. I'm pretty sure he had a farm with llamas on it and everything. Anyway, um, so in this interview, um, she was asked what her favourite film was. And the answer was Calamity Jane. I was such a tomboy growing up. And she was such a fun character pl to play. Of course, the music was wonderful too. Secret Love, especially, is such a beautiful song. It absolutely is a beautiful song. I agree with that. Now, as per Doris Day's request, mm -hmm. the Foundation... Sorry, ignore the phone. The Foundation announced her death and that there would be no funeral service, grave marker or any public memorials, which, to me, devastates me. It devastates me to know that this woman impacted so many people's lives with the songs, the movies, the original movies, the proper golden age of, of Hollywood. And there's nowhere to go and celebrate this woman. And that, that really does affect me because I am a big fan of Doris Day. All of her stuff. I like the originals, you know. It, I, I probably will do a podcast on, on Alfred Hitchcock himself. Although some of his films are really weird, like Psycho, for instance. Uh, Ray Window, I, it, it was like watching paint dry, but I couldn't turn it off. So although I was bored, I couldn't turn it off because I knew something was coming and I didn't know what it was. So we're going to do a, a, a podcast on him at some point anyway. But Doris Day, th there should be a place for people like me that want to go and say thank you for giving us a life of laughter and memories calamity jane i remember sitting there with my dad you know i lost my dad two years ago but sitting there with my dad watching calamity jane and laughing because we'd seen it so many times and we knew what was coming but it was such a good film anyway that's kind of me having a tangent so that was doris day and if again i've done the right thing you will see pictures of doris day's life so welcome back to Lisa Unplugged. Now, this is being recorded a couple of weeks after what you've just seen. And I was planning on going on and doing more of the the Golden Age actors and actresses from um, the Golden Age of Hollywood. But then a thought struck me that Doris Day and Judy Garland genuinely deserve a podcast of their own. So I am going to do more. I want to do people like Rock Hudson and, um, oh God, I'm trying to get my brain's just gone. I have got a list of people that I want to do, you know, the greats, and I want to talk about them. So I am just going to leave this podcast with just the two women. It's 15 minutes long anyway. It's a lot of information to absorb by from two formidable, incredible actresses. Um, and I think they deserve just this podcast of their own. So, I'm going to leave it here. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, this will go out on Spotify as just a voice podcast. And it'll go out on... I'm going to say Instagram then. 
It'll go out on YouTube as a video podcast, so you're going to get to see what, basically what I'm seeing now. Or what you're seeing now, I should say. No, I'm seeing what you're seeing. Because I'm even though I'm seeing myself still. So, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe. Um, please give us a like, a comment, follow, share, etc. If you comment, we do um, read all comments and try and respond to all comments. Sometimes it's not easy to do that because they don't always come up as a notification. But we are here, we are listening, we are paying attention, and uh, we will see you guys very soon. Bye for now.